Welcome to River Community Church. My name is Sam. I'm one of the pastors here. That was fun. That was a wonderful thing. Oh, man, it was so good. Uh, this morning, it's, uh, it's the weekend of Memorial Day weekend. Uh, and I uh, just want to take a, a moment and, and recognize how, how important that is. Uh, it's, it's the fact that we can be in this place and worship as we do, and be so free to do so, and to express it how we can. It's, it's an amazing thing. So we're really grateful for that, and, and we know that that wouldn't be the case without so many men and women who have given their lives uh, for the sake of our ability to live in this country. So let's take a moment, and I'm going to say a prayer, and, and we're just going to thank God for the fact that we can be in this place, but then also um, pray a, a prayer of comfort for those who, who have endured that loss as family members and, and such. So would you take a moment right now and pray with me? Dear God, it's not lost on us that we can be in this place and worship you. Sometimes we take it for granted, but God, this morning especially, as we spend this time right now, uh, knowing that we're free to sing to you, uh, we just want to say thank you, God. Uh, thank you. And also we want to recognize and, and just see for ourselves and, and take a moment to realize for ourselves the, the price that so many have paid to make it so that we can be here and sing to you freely. God, for those who are our family members, of those who have lost loved ones um, in service to this country, we ask that you would be a close comfort that you would give them meaning and purpose in the midst of it, and that you would help them to know just how much you love them and how much you loved their son or daughter or father or brother or whatever it might be. We thank you so much, God, for this time. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So uh, it's been a week uh, I haven't really enjoyed lately, like having the news on or reading the news, but uh, this is one of those weeks where it uh, kind of cut through a bit more than um, I was able to kind of have my iron curtain there. And uh, I got news earlier this week of, of another, another shooting um, in a school, and uh, I'll be honest with you, at first I was pretty numb to it, because uh, it's happened so many times. Uh, but for whatever reason, this one after a while, I uh, just kind of sunk in a bit more. So I, I feel like I can't just not talk about it for a moment. Uh, I want to start by saying, I'm no politician. I don't want to be a politician. There's no desire in me to talk about policy or any of those things. I would love it if like politicians would not yell so much and would not posture so much and just like talk to each other. That would be great. They could do that on a whole bunch of things. Uh, but, but seeing what happened, it, it kind of sticks with you, doesn't it? Uh, I was reminded uh, this week of how in, in recent years, every time that a siren happens in downtown Ripon, that's where my brain goes now. 
is reminded of the difference it feels when you uh, pull up to a school and you see the, the, the police officer at the door when you're dropping your kids off. I saw some different, uh, I saw some different uh, posts online, and uh, one, some of them for, were from teachers, and, and one of them detailed out the different things that they do every, every day, the things that they see, the, the doorknob that they check as they're walking in the door to make sure it's locked. Uh, the bucket is filled with supplies and a tarp and the ability to make a makeshift bathroom if they're there for hours. The fact that the furniture is made in such a way where it's on wheels where you can use it to then barricade a door. Like I said, I'm no politician. I don't have any desire to talk about that stuff. But sometimes it feels like you can just be a little powerless, can't you? Like in the middle of all this, you feel just powerless. But I want you to hear me say this morning this. I'm not powerless, and neither are you. In 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. I wrote a sermon today for today. Uh, actually, I wrote two and uh, rewrote them both Thursday morning because um, it got to the point where, and I'll tell you, they were amazing sermons, guys. They were the best <laughs> you've ever heard, and you'll never hear them. <laughs> but I was, just, I was supposed to talk about how in order to live a rich life, you should give more. And I was going to talk about how it seems backwards, but it's actually biblical, and it's actually how it changes your view of life. How it changes your view of your finances. It changes where your joy comes from. And that's all true. And we'll talk more about that at some point. But while I was thinking about all of that and writing those sermons, I kept coming back to this. I kept coming back to the fact that that there is something about a healthy church. There's something about a healthy church. I was going to talk about why it, why it matters to give a worship offering to a church. And, and I wrote this. It was like on page eight of the second sermon. But I, I wrote these words. I wrote, when, when you give here at RCC, you're not buying a Sunday morning experience. If you added up the hours that it goes in to make a service like this happen and all the talent and all the stuff, the, the worship, the, the message and the life applicable stuff, it would be, the cost of admission would be pretty high. No, when you give here, you're not buying something. That's not what's taking place. When, when you give here, what you're doing is worshiping, and God takes that worship and he multiplies it. God takes our small or big offerings, then, then from the, the heart and faith that they're given with, God multiplies those offerings to achieve a particular purpose. Point people toward the hope of Jesus. That's the purpose. And here's the, the big point for today. The church, the, this hope that, that we offer, it is the single most valuable commodity a town or a city can have. And our world is, is currently, it's starving of it. It's starving from it. I've watched it for the past 12 years. I've witnessed the impact that this church has had on our, on our community, on Ripon, Wisconsin. And, and there's something special about a community like this. It, it ties people together. 
it creates these regular rhythms of people getting together. Like you're sitting with people you normally wouldn't see out in the week normally, right? Like you're rubbing shoulders with different people that you normally wouldn't associate with. There, there are rich and meaningful relationships that happen because of just this rhythm of getting together on a Sunday morning. That's what you call the fabric of a healthy community. And there are more people than you would believe who, in my conversations with them, they have said, I moved here because of this church. I stayed in Ripon because I found a church community that I love. I invested in Ripon because I felt like I belonged somewhere. A community gathered around the hope of Jesus in a healthy way is the most valuable thing a town or city can have in it. But, but it doesn't stop there. It's valuable because, as I said, our world is starved for it. In the past year, uh, we have had more mental health crises, uh, especially in, in student life, um, in, in our youth group thing, than, than I can remember ever having in my 12 years here. Uh, and I was the youth pastor for five years, so I was, was in it. And, and when marriages are having hard stretches, which all marriages have hard stretches, this is reality, the church is often the first phone call people make. And it's not just meeting those serious needs, it's inspiring a community to live out their faith in Jesus. When you have a healthy church in a community, RCC or any other healthy church anywhere, in Ripon or elsewhere, you give some things. You're offering some things. You give hope that makes life more rich and purposeful and meaningful. You, you give a space, like right here in this room, you give a space to think about and wrestle with these issues of, of character and grace and forgiveness and, and the ways we conduct ourselves and and you give a place to belong, a place to rub shoulders with other people who, who share the same kind of desire as you do, a desire to, to live life and represent Jesus well, a place where our kids and our students and all of us can, can grow in the fundamentals of, of our character and God's love and God's hope. It can grow in all of us in that way. A place where students and adults can, alike can wrestle with this stuff. God does incredible things with a place like that. And he has. I mean, over the years, God's done incredible things through this church. We, we've planted three churches in three other communities in the Midwest that have done similar sorts of things. The, the church is not a food program, but this church, RCC, a number of years ago, started the thrift store and the food pantry, which is now its own 501c3, its own, three, own thing. But last I checked and last I talked to them, they feed upwards of 200 families a month. We, we've worked to, uh, to start, 12 years ago, to start Mugs Coffee House. And... We thought like, hey, it's important for Ripon to have this hub, this place to meet and talk. And, and it's also its own thing now. And it continues to be that hub, that place where you can go to and, and meet, uh, have an important meeting, talk and catch up with family or friends, or just like slow down for a half second. 
and none of, and we've also we've done more than that, like, like supported nurses and hospitals and, and teachers and, and our students, but, but none of that even touches the thousands of people who, whose lives have been impacted and changed through the hope of Jesus that they found here. And I don't say any of that to puff us all up as a church. Weeks like this can make it feel like there's not, not much we can do other than throw an opinion out there online and hope that somebody somewhere does something to make things change. But like I said, we are not powerless. For God has not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and love and self-discipline. Power, love, self-discipline. If you want to do something tangible, if you were struck by the news this past week or any week in the past five years, let's be real. If you've been struck by that and you want to do something with your hands, with your feet, with your words, with your finances, with, with whatever, if you want to do something tangible, if you want to do whatever you can to prevent something like what happened in Texas or, or not that long ago in Buffalo from happening in our community, and serve in kids' ministry. Serve our infants through fifth graders. Teach them how much they are loved and valued by God. Show them their value with your time. They are hilarious and adorable and whip-smart and funny, and, and they are far smarter and wrestling with much bigger topics than you would ever believe. It's incredible. Serve in kids' ministry. If you want to do something to make our community safe, serve in kids' ministry. If you want to do something, help with our student ministry, RCC Student Life. It happens Wednesday nights during the school year. They have a couple of summer events. Uh, 50% of the students who attend here on a Wednesday night at least, their, their parents don't attend this church. At least 50%. For some of these students, this is the only place they feel like they actually belong. I've been told by multiple people that these are the students that are, that are in the office at school a lot. And they feel safe here. I heard a statistic. 70% of school shooters over the past number of years are 18 years old or younger. Here's what you need to know. 10% of Rippon's middle school and high schoolers are connected to our student life ministry on Wednesday nights. Our student life ministry on Wednesday nights is one degree separation from every student in this town. Think about that. It's powerful. That's a way to make people feel loved by God, like they belong. And, and guys, I got to tell you this, there were 60 of them here la a couple weekends ago for an all-night lock-in, and they are monsters. <laughs> Please take a look at this. This is what happened. <laughs> That's like two in the morning, guys. <laughs> Now you're real amazed at how clean it is in here. <laughs> we can be sure our students know they are loved by God. 
We can help them know they belong. We can be sure they have someone to talk to. If you want to help to do something tangible, help provide this Sunday morning moment of hope. I talk to people on a regular basis that walk in, they visit for the first time, they start coming back, and more often than not, there's this comment that people have made. I've I've heard it dozens and dozens of times. They, They say something, they say, it's just so joyful in here. It's just so happy. And not fake happy, not like you're all pretending, you're all real people. But there's just something about being here Help provide that. Help make that happen with as much excellence as is possible. Help, help smile at the door and welcome people because they don't get that much all week. And getting a handshake or a smile and a hello is really good. Serve with, with online ministry. There, there's camera people that, that make this. You can watch. Like you're watching right now. Hey, guys, uh, this is the thing, right? Help make that happen. If people are looking for hope right now, do you know where the first place they go is? Sorry, that's it. <laughs> Help make that a place where people can find hope if they're looking for it. Worship. I mean, if, whether it's on the tech team or, or part of this, if you have that gift, it's, it's an amazing thing. I have, I have seen tough as nails men break down and be softened because of a song. That's powerful. Help serve some donuts and coffee downstairs. Uh, That's not so that you can all have donuts and coffee. (laughs) Little cheat thing here, like you guys don't know this, but the point of that is so you all sit down and actually say hi to somebody or have a moment to talk for a little bit and and have something in front of you so you can feel like you don't have to like be, does anybody not feel like feel naked without this, right? Like you have a cup of coffee. That's me. Okay. That's why I do that. Maybe you do that too, but you're giving that gift of, of just being able to be there and talk, be here. I mean, you may think that your presence matters or doesn't matter whether you come or not. Your presence here matters, because you're one more person that somebody can connect with. One more person that's a smile on their face. One more person that's maybe not a smile and, and you can actually talk to somebody and find some hope because you're having that hard week. I'm supposed to right, talk about giving too and, and, and I'll just say this, give. Uh, however you feel like God leads you to give, give because when you give your regular worship giving, it's what makes it possible to share this hope, give people purpose all, all over this town and well far beyond it. I'm not going to twist your arm. I'll simply say that if you want to be part of what God is doing and how God is caring for our community, it's one of the simplest, best ways to make this hope known in our community. Be part of that. You guys, This week, it was a school shooting. It was horrific. Next week, it it might be something else. It will probably be something else. There is hurt and there is pain wherever you look. And I'm not trying to tell you that if you serve or if you give, that, that, that all of that will suddenly stop. It's not. Not that naive. There is no perfect world this side of heaven. But there is this Christian community. People doing their very best to represent Jesus well. 
And that's something. It's more than something. It's the kind of thing that, that makes people pay attention, that makes our little town just that a little bit brighter, a little bit more hopeful. That's what we get when we take this into our communities. Next week, out at the Greenlight Conference Center, we're having our first outdoor service of the summer. We'll have three of them, and we're, we're kicking off a, a new series. It's at 10 a.m., okay, just in case I forget. It takes like half an hour to get there. Plan ahead. 10 a.m. out there at the Greenlight Conference Center. It's going to be incredible. But here's what you got to know. We're going to be starting a new series called Represent. Represent. And it's going to be all about representing Jesus to our community by looking at how they did it in the book of Acts. And early on in the book of Acts, it, it shows this picture. It's in Acts chapter 2. It's at the very end of it. It says this. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together in the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. What a picture. And yet I can see it. I can see it here, right in front of me. You're the church. We're the church. And we're like that. We're that group of people that, that provide this brightness in town or wherever you're at, whatever your community you're in. And that's powerful. It's still happening to this day. The early church that cared about each other was so bright that people couldn't help but be drawn to it. This weekend, we honor and remember those who lost their lives in service to protecting our free country. I'm really glad we do that. It's important. It's an important reminder of the price of living in a free place like this. More now than ever. Today, today I'm asking you to protect our community. I'm asking you to protect our community by sharing and being and showing God's love to our community however you're able. By serving, by giving, by showing up. The stakes are high, but our God is powerful especially through those who are willing to be used by him. As we come to terms with the fact that we live in a broken world, may we never tire of doing what we can to make it better. May we also know and remember that our God is a God of justice and a God of comfort. In Psalm 34, it says this, the eyes of the Lord Watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. He will erase their memory from the earth. The Lord hears his people when they call to him 
for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. As we close and finish, I'm going to say a prayer, and it's going to be very simple. It's going to be a prayer for comfort for those who are hurting. It's going to be a prayer that we might be inspired by our God to do the things that show his love to our community. If you want those two things, would you pray that with prayer with me right now? Dear God, it's been a heavy week, and you know this more than us. You are close to the brokenhearted, so we know how much you are with them. God, we ask that they would feel your presence. They would feel your comfort that they would know you are a God of justice, that you are also a God who loves those and loves children. It says, let the children come to me. Dear God, as we wrestle with the state of our world and sometimes throw our hands up in the air thinking there's nothing we can do, God, I ask that we would do the things that you have shown us to do for the longest time, to love our neighbor, to love our enemy, to care for each other, to show our kids and our students and our friends and our family the love and belonging that you've given to us. We pray that we might represent you well to our community and that it might be a really bright light, one that draws people in. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.